is Rebecca Schissel Marshall with Whole Body Upgrade, a podcast to help you get unstuck, feel better, and have more energy. Let's get started. So I want to begin by welcoming in the directions. I welcome in the great spirit of the East, the spirit of the South, spirit of the West, and the spirit of the North. I welcome in the direction that is above and below and the direction that is within. I welcome in all the helping, compassionate spirit guides that are here to guide us so that what needs to be said will be said, what needs to be heard will be heard. And I ask all of our ancestors that have lived well and died well to support us in our day-to-day activities of life. And I want to acknowledge that I'm on the land of the creek in the Cherokee in what is now Athens, Georgia. Hello, dear ones. I am so grateful, as usual, to be here with you today. I have been working on, oh my goodness, I've been working on my training program um, that teaches the Centered Wellness Framework to coaches who want to help their clients accelerate their progress and use a more holistic approach rather than just using thought work or accountability. It's really a deeper practice and process. And really, it's been the focus of my last few months, developing this curriculum and speaking with coaches and just getting the word out about this particular framework. And it's finally going to be offered in July of this year. So if you are a coach who would like to apply the Centered Wellness Framework with your clients or you know someone who might, I'll put the link in the show notes so that you can be on the first to know list because that is coming up soon. It's it's barreling forward. Um, and I would love to have you learn more about the Centered Wellness Framework. I love this work. It lights me up, it's so energizing, um, and I can't wait for even more clients to get unstuck. So this is part of actually what I want to talk about today, as I've been working on something that is so exciting for me, I'm so thrilled about it. I notice that even though I love something, even when I'm super excited about it, something that is energizing to me, something that I feel like is my calling to put out into the world, I have these old patterns and I want to get it right. I want to get it perfect. And I used to think (laughs) that I wasn't a perfectionist. It's like, I'm not a perfectionist because my desk is a mess. My house is a mess. I thought there's no way. There's nothing. I don't, I can submit something when it's half done. And I'm pretty much this person that wants to get things done just in time. And my life is definitely not picture perfect. So I thought that meant I wasn't a perfectionist. But I watch how it happens if it doesn't look the way I want it to look in my head. Or if I miss a day. Or if it's not how I think it should be. We'll put little quotations around should. Then it unleashes this critical voice in my head. It says, you should just give up, right? Or everyone else can do it. Why can't you? You, Or most of the time, well, you don't know how to do it, right? You're not good enough to do it. That critical voice is one of the things that stops me over and over again. And it stops my clients too. 
what I found is that it really doesn't matter what the content is, right? You can practice, you can be talking about it with my curriculum, or you can be talking about it with food. It doesn't matter. It could be a project, growing a business, relationships, health and wellness. That critical voice is there telling you how you've done it wrong. Let's take the example of food first. Changing the pattern of what you're eating can be a real challenge. It can be a lot of work and a lot of mental work. One of the things I've been seeing lately with my clients is that they think they have to, like for instance, give up pasta or bread or sugar, and they think that it's for the rest of their lives. And that can feel really overwhelming when you're trying to make a change, right? Because it's like, oh, this is forever. It's what the brain does. It goes to this all or nothing thinking. I have to be able to drink wine every day or have sugar every day. When the reality is, it's a little more subtle than that. What I usually encourage my clients to do is to try something for a few weeks and then see how they feel. See if they feel better after that time. They have to change the thoughts they are having about what is really going on versus what they think is going on. If they stop eating gluten for two or three weeks, for example, and then they start feeling better, they start having less bloating, they have fewer aches, that's really good information from the body. Or if they think they have to do it the right way, right? And I'm going to put quotes around that, the right way, that if they miss a day or if they have a candy bar after work one day, or when they're trying to avoid sugar for two weeks and they just will give up and say, well, I ruined it all, right? So I can't. And I might as well have that piece of cake too while I'm at it, right? They think this means something about them. I hear my clients say that they just aren't the type of person who can stick to something or they aren't the type of person who cannot eat bread or they think they don't have willpower. And if you think that, <laughs> go back to the episode on willpower because it's not about willpower, right? So this can be true for your thoughts as well. It's not just about food. The critical voice in your head isn't going to magically stop or go away, just like sugar isn't going to magically be wiped off the planet. If there didn't have any more sugar, it would be a lot easier to stop eating desserts. When you fall back into believing the critical voice in your head, it can feel very seductive. The act of doing something wrong, of doing something bad, or sneaking it and getting away with it, and then getting beaten up afterwards is so familiar and so much a part of our lives that we often miss it when it's gone. It's crazy, isn't it? That it doesn't make any logical sense, but I've seen it with myself and I see it with my clients is it's almost like we're just fall back into that pattern. And then we make it mean something. We make the food choices or the critical thoughts in our heads mean something is wrong with us, that we can't do it, that we need to be different, or we need to do something different or go somewhere different. But here's the thing. It doesn't actually mean anything about who you are. 
the ice cream, the mist goal, the bread, the wine, or the internal chastising that happens in your head doesn't actually mean anything about you. It's just good information. What I mean by good information is that you have seen what happens when you eat that sweet treat at night. Like what leads you to that moment? Maybe it's a stressful thought. Maybe it's a bad day, right? This is really important to see what happens. You're tired. Your son didn't do his homework. He didn't call you. The client didn't sign up. Those are pieces that can happen. And then subtly, usually very subtly, the voice starts in with criticism. See, you can't do anything right. You're a bad partner. You never blah, 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 right? That little voice. So you've reached for the thing, right? The sugar, the wine, the Netflix, whatever it is, so you don't feel those emotions. This is actually good news. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it, but it is because now you've seen the pattern that leads you to that thing, whatever that thing is that you're trying not to do anymore. So here's the key to this. When you have this information, when you see the pattern of the doing and the not doing, the critical voice in your head and when that comes in and what it says and how it talks you into eating the dessert and then beats you up for eating the dessert. This is huge. This is such a big part of it. When you see it, then you can bring even more awareness to the situation. You can start paying attention so that you can make choices on purpose, right? So it isn't about getting it perfect. It's about seeing it so you can make choices on purpose. Do I want to drink the wine tonight? Do I want to make that choice? You get information, right? of when you drink the wine or you eat the dessert or whatever it is, how do you feel afterwards? How do you feel in your body? How do you feel in your mind? How are your emotions? How do you sleep that night? How do you feel the next day? All of that is really good information. And you can start to see how it's all connected. The key is to put your scientific white lab coat, grab your proverbial clipboard and take notes without judgment. This is not about making decisions, about making your decisions right or wrong or bad or good. It's not about that. This is about bringing open curiosity to whatever the heck is going on so you can see it and then make a choice if you want to change it. Why does it matter? Because so often we eat the entire box of cookies and we get to the bottom and we wake up and we realize what's happened. <laughs> and then we get beaten up by that critical voice in the heads and we believe it. We believe it. We believe it means something about us. And then we stay there. We stay in that place. But one action or even a thousand actions doesn't mean that that's who you are. As one of my coaches says, she says, don't build a condo there. Don't hang out there. Don't keep reviewing all the bad or the wrong. 
You don't have to quit. You don't have to get up. Not getting it right, not getting it perfect doesn't mean anything. It's just good information. It doesn't mean that you can't do whatever it is that you want to do. It just means you've gathered good information. That's all. And when you are gathering the good information, you get to see the pattern. When you've seen the pattern enough, there comes a point where you just aren't willing to do it anymore. Just not willing to eat the ice cream when you've made the commitment to not eat ice cream. Or let your business be second. Or let the critical voices in your head beat you up for whatever it is that you love. You just reach the point where it's no longer acceptable for you to live that way. It's not about perfection. It's just about gathering information. And that's why I'm here. (laughs) If you've reached that point where you want support, where you just can't anymore, reach out to me. In the show notes, I'll put a link to schedule a free chat with me to see if working together would be a good fit. Okay, my friends, I hope you can see how it's not about perfectionism. It's not about getting it right in life. It's all about gathering good information. Okay, I'll talk to you next time. Take good care of yourself. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Whole Body Upgrade. If you'd like to learn more about working with me, you can visit me on Facebook or Instagram or on my website, centeredyou, that's centeredyou.com. See you on the next episode of Whole Body Upgrade.